Hi there, my name is Erica Browning, and I am blown away by all the places your nursing degree can take you. Here, we showcase basic nurses doing some really cool things. My goal is to bring to you ideas, options, and inspiration. Think of this as a fun conversation with a friend where you laugh a ton and leave feeling encouraged and empowered. That nursing degree you worked so hard for is just the beginning. I'm here to show you what is possible. This is the Black Sheep Nurse Podcast. All right. Hi, Laura. Hi, Erica. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, of course. Okay. Before we get started, let me introduce you to everyone. Um, Today we have Laura Alessio. She, what I wanted her to come on and talk about is doing her Uh, defense medical exams. And you're like, what is that? I have no idea what that is. But that's actually just a really small part of this whole picture that you all might be interested in because it's all what nurses can do. So what she is, she's in the realm of a legal nurse consultant. And she, what is a defense medical exam? Well, she's a nurse observer who represents an attorney and she goes out to do these defense medical exams. And uh, um, also she's a case manager for workers' comp and personal injury. And I know so many of you nurses are like, what are you talking about? What does that even mean? Because when I saw it, I didn't know what it was and I'm even a case manager. And so I was like, Laura, will you please come on? And she said, sure, of course I will. So Laura, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. Yes, of course. Thank you for having me. Okay. So we'll start out. Where are you from? I'm from San Diego, California. Yeah. And born that's and raised. Born and raised. And you're still here. I am still here. I did go away to college in Santa Barbara. I attended UC Santa Barbara. I studied sociology and Spanish. And then I uh, made my way back to San Diego. I did a little stint in the Peace Corps. I was a community health educator in Nicaragua. And then I came back and started taking my prereqs for nursing and I took a um I attended a master's entry program in nursing so accelerated program for nurses who have their degree in something other than nursing okay but it wasn't a bachelor's degree because I did an accelerated bachelor's degree but this was like an accelerated master's degree yes so it was accelerated master's so all the students had their bachelor's in something other than nursing like we had a pilot we had someone who is a videographer, just across the board, a variety of backgrounds. And these individuals you know, wanted to pursue nursing moving forward. So they, uh, USD offered a master's entry program in nursing for students like myself. See, I, I wish that I would have known that because when I was wanting to go to nursing school, I already had a bachelor's degree. And so I didn't even know that there was, I knew there was an RN to MSN that you already had to be an RN, but I didn't know there was a, any bachelor's degree to a master's in nursing. So I just looked for nursing programs. So I did the accelerated bachelor's. I do not need another bachelor's. I do not. (laughs) (laughs) Unlike you, because my first bachelor's was in Spanish, actually. (laughs) Oh, okay. Muy bien, entonces. (laughs) Gracias. Necesito practicar mi español porque hay palabras que no sé y estas palabras son muy importantes. Todavía para mí también. (laughs) Okay, so 
your first degree was in sociology and then you went to the Peace Corps. I did. I was oh. in Nicaragua as a community health educator. So I knew that I wanted to, um, you know, pursue something health related. And I had always wanted to do a study abroad in a Spanish speaking country since I was studying Spanish. And I ended up doing a different uh, study abroad. I did a semester at sea. And then so graduating from college, I looked into the Peace Corps and applied and yeah, went and and did that and then came back and, you know, with the intention of pursuing nursing as a lifelong goal. So I knew another couple. I used to be a camp counselor back in the day and there was a couple there. They went, they were in the Peace Corps and then they came to work at this camp. I don't know what country they were. I think they were somewhere in Africa. I don't know. But anyway, well, I think that's cool. I mean, that must've helped your Spanish. Yes, I definitely, um, you know, my Spanish improved tremendously after those six months. I tell people I learned more in those six months than I did in all of my schooling. Yeah, it's really been helpful, and I continue to use it almost daily. I do Spanish prep for clients who are attending DMEs that are going to be with a nurse observer who doesn't speak Spanish. So I prep these clients in Spanish, and then there'll be an interpreter there at the exam for them. Well, I need to pick your brain because I really do want to improve my Spanish so that I can actually be a translator and not need one when I do mine. And I mean, I can have conversations with anyone just fine, but sometimes there's words and they're really important ones <laughs> that are needed in these meetings that I don't feel confident about. But anyway, yeah, I've had to pick up some medical terminology. I've taken a few, just you know, looked at YouTube and taken a few uh, online courses just you know pick up certain words that I knew I was going to need to use so that's so smart that's so smart so you go into you come back from the Peace Corps and you're like all right I already know I want to do nursing I already have a bachelor's I'm going to do this master's program you said at UCSD is that right at USD University of San Diego USD okay um and then well I guess do you specialize do you I mean is it nurse leadership what do you get your master's in yeah, so that's a great question. They don't have, it's not like a specialty that you um, have to choose. Um, I mean, we become clinical nurse leaders, um, but it's pretty much open to, you know, whatever you're interested in. So I, at the time, I was really interested in going into um, pediatric population, and I, well, Back up a little bit after um, Peace Corps, I started working at, I volunteered in the ER at Scripps Memorial Hospital, La Jolla, and then I got my EMT license, so I became an ER tech there and did that during nursing school. And then I transitioned into a patient care assistant role at Children's Hospital, and uh, so I was doing that, and then I because of my experience in the Peace Corps, I was interested in doing public health nursing as well. So uh, I started working as a public health nurse for the County of San Diego. I worked for Nurse Family Partnership Program for low-income first-time parents. And then I worked uh, for a program called the Childhood Lead Poisoning Prevention Program. So we were doing, both of the programs were doing home visits. Um, okay. And the lead poisoning was obviously for children who had lead poisoned, um, mm-hmm. elevated blood lead level. Wow. You've, Laura, you've done it all. <laughs> I try. I have a interest in a lot and love to learn. 
Well, I'm the same way. Um, I really want to get my master's in nursing, but I, every thing that I look at doesn't really fit what I want to do in nursing, you know, in terms of getting a master's in nursing. But anyway, maybe I haven't looked hard enough. And then I thought, well, maybe I'll just get my MBA. I mean, I don't need either one of these things to do what I want to do. This is just because I'm like you and I like to learn and do stuff, you know, but I wanted to get my MBA too, but I felt like starting my own business. I'm kind of learning on my own as it is. Right. I mean, you don't need an MBA to have a business. You do not. It's not necessary, but I still want it. I want it. I think it would be helpful, but here we are. I know. So, okay. So you did public health and well, you've done lots of things, but the last thing you did public health, what made you want to get into case management? Because I lead to case management because that will lead us to where we're eventually going. So how did you go from public health to case management? Yeah, great question. So there was actually a component of case management within the public health nursing um, because I was case managing the um, both in each of the programs, the nurse family partnership, I had caseload of the, um, you know, mothers, um, with their new babies or if they were still pregnant. And then in the childhood lead poisoning prevention program, a caseload, um, you know, the children with elevated blood levels. So I had uh, stayed in touch with a friend from nursing school who I'm, you know, still in touch with. And she actually had a background working as a paralegal before going to nursing school. And so she had been working, her dad is an attorney, and she had been working in the work comp industry, and she went straight into work comp case management after nursing school. So she had let me know about um, a company that was hiring one day, and the rest is history. I <laughs> took that job and been doing case management, um, you know, specifically work comp since then. That was about four years ago. And uh, during the pandemic, I, I had always had an interest in the legal nurse consulting course ever since I had heard about it. My dad was a personal injury attorney and I never wanted to be an attorney, but I was always interested in his cases. So I felt that that was, um, you know, a course that I would find interesting. So I took it during the pandemic. And then a couple months later, I got a referral and started my own business. <laughs> about a little over two years ago now. Two years ago. Okay. So this legal nurse consultant course, are the, do you just find those anywhere? Where do these exist? I did a lot of research online and I reached out to another legal nurse consultant that I found online who was in uh, San Diego and, you know, kind of picked, um, brains of a few different nurses. And I had known about a course um, when I had first found out about legal nurse consulting when I was in nursing school. Um, but that one was an abbreviated like two week course and I didn't think that that would be sufficient. And so I ended up attending a course that was online and I, yeah, completed the course. I think it was about three months long, maybe a little longer, if I can recall. And yeah. Ever since then, I've been doing the legal nurse consulting thing. <laughs> well, I love it because this is one of the great things about nursing is because you're still working as a case manager while pursuing these other things. And I think that's a great thing about the nursing profession. 
You don't yeah, know. it was a lot in the beginning because I was working full time as a case manager for work comp with a company. And so I started the business on the side and I was doing a lot of medical record reviews, which can be interesting, but also very tedious. And I um, eventually I ended up being offered a position that was, uh, you know, still full time, but fewer hours. And then um, that just made it a lot easier to do the business and try to grow the business as I'm working full time. And now I'm working part time for a company, 20 hours uh, minimum a week, and then I have the business on the side. So I'm continuing to attend the defense medical exams and do case management and also the Spanish prep calls that I mentioned. So I prep Spanish clients, uh, Spanish speaking clients who are attending, you know, their GMEs who have a nurse that's not Spanish speaking. So I would say I do between five and 10 of those calls a week, sometimes more. Wow. And this all falls under your legal nurse consulting business umbrella. Yes, because yes, these prep calls for the Spanish speaking clients are all for defense medical exams. Gotcha. Okay. So that leads us into what is a defense medical exam? What are you doing? Yes. So DME, most nurses know of durable medical equipment, but in the med legal field, it is known as the defense medical exam. So these are exams that the defense attorneys are demanding that the plaintiff uh, client attend um, during part of the legal process. And so they are hiring a doctor who's working for the defense side. And, and the just to clarify, the defense side is usually like the insurance company. Is that correct? Usually, yes. And the plaintiff yeah. is usually the patient. Correct. Okay. Just correct. to clarify for people listening. So, okay. So you're hired by who again? So I'm hired by the, the plaintiff's attorney. Okay. And I am a representative of the attorney's office. So a lot of times attorneys will want a legal nurse consultant to attend um, because we are more familiar with the medical terminology and the way these exams, you know, may flow. And then also because sometimes the attorneys, you know, they have a conflict, they can't attend the exam with their client and they, you know, maybe have more um, pressing needs they need to attend to. And so they will ask a legal nurse consultant to uh, attend an exam as a nurse observer for them. So we're there as a patient advocate. We prep the client ahead of time, give them, you know, uh, an idea of what to expect during the exam. It usually is like a history and then a physical portion. And we are there, we explain to them we're taking notes and we're audio recording the entire exam. And uh, during the exam, the uh, doctors, so there's a response. The, the defense attorneys send out paperwork that's called the demand. And then the plaintiff's attorney have an opportunity to send a response to the demand outlining what they are allowing or not allowing during the exam. And so oftentimes during these exams, there are questions that maybe have already been asked during the deposition if the clients already had their deposition. And so in order for them to not have to repeat themselves or, you know, for any possibility of a discrepancy between information given, um, some questions are deferred to records. And the defense doctor has access to this uh, client's 
medical records and the deposition if it's already been done. So um, most oftentimes the questions that are deferred are about details of the accident. A lot of times these exams are taking place three, four, five years after the accident has taken place. So we don't want them to, you know, feel like it's a memory test, expect them to remember exact details of the event. And um, so that would be a question that would be deferred to the records, meaning the doctor can, you know, look in the records of the deposition for the information that they're trying to find. And then uh, sometimes past medical history is a question that the attorneys um, don't want the client to have to answer. So that would be another question that would be deferred as well as any work-related questions. So the doctor's asking if the client's working now or uh, was working at the time of the accident, that could also be uh, you know, a question that's deferred. But it's based on the attorney's preferences and what they uh, request to have deferred or not. Sometimes they, they don't want the nurse observer to really interfere or defer at all. And sometimes they're very strict about what they want to be deferred and uh, what they don't want the patient to be discussing. This is so, and so you're there with the patient listening to this exam and you were hired by the patient's basically attorney to make sure that, um, I guess, an interview is being conducted in a certain way, we'll say. Is that accurate? Yes. Yes, that's accurate. So I will say it was very awkward in the beginning because nurses aren't used to interrupting doctors and doctors aren't used to being interrupted by nurses specifically. And so in the beginning, you know, it definitely felt awkward. But now that I've been doing them about two years now and I, you know, have done quite a few with the, you know, same doctors. So um, it's become, you know, more natural and, you know, I'm really there to advocate for the patient. So that's what's most important, you know, it's uh, protecting them and, um, you know, letting them know that I'm there for them and, you know, going to be able to defer questions that the doctor's asking that they're not supposed to be asking um, when necessary. And sometimes, you know, it can be a little difficult depending on the doctor. And, you know, if it gets to a point that I need to, um, you know, let the doctor know, we can pause the recording and check with the attorneys to clarify, you know, on what's allowed and not allowed. Um, That's not usually the case. That's just kind of a last resort if necessary. But yeah, then after the exam, I, you know, explained to the client, I'm going to write a report outlining, you know, everything that took place during the exam and the doctors doing the same and they both get sent to the attorneys and hopefully they, you know, match up um, more or less the same. And if there's any discrepancies, sometimes I will be asked to review the doctor's report. And I have been called to testify once um, because the attorneys thought there was a discrepancy between the doctor's report and my report, but the way that it actually was worded and the way that uh, the doctor had placed the information in the report was just not really um, similar to how the actual exam was. So I got called off from testifying. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I want to point out to everyone that you're, Laura is actually right now sitting in her car and she has, she's waiting for a defense medical exam to start right after this interview. So I think that's interesting because you, I mean, have phone, we'll travel, you know, we'll, we'll do interviews, we'll work, we'll do whatever. Sure, I, why not? 
Well, this is so interesting because I feel like nurses out there, they've heard of the quote unquote legal nurse consultant and maybe in their minds, or maybe I'm projecting in my mind, I thought, oh, well, you just help attorneys and you can do medical record reviews and help them understand, which is true. You absolutely do that. That can be part of your business and your practice, but it is so much more vast, the opportunities for nurses within this legal nurse consult consulting umbrella. And just to kind of zoom out a little bit for everyone, you know, this is in court. This is for attorneys. So why would you need a nurse? Well, this is when a patient has either been hurt at work, which would be fall under work comp, or maybe if they were just in a car accident, you know, they were hit from behind or hit in, in an intersection and it's called quote unquote personal injury. And then like, like Laura just said, that injury could have happened years ago. And that's sometimes how long it takes for, um, you know, patients to get attorneys for things to go to court for, I mean, I don't, I mean, these things go on for years, don't they, Laura? They can. Well, especially, I mean, I can't speak um, before the pandemic, but because of the pandemic, a lot has been delayed in the court system from what I understand. So I'm not sure, you know, prior to or moving forward, how it will be. Um, but yes, I mean, from, the DMEs that I do now, and on top of what you said about the motor vehicle accidents, the majority of these uh, DMEs that I do are from motor vehicle accidents. So the majority are uh, with orthopedic doctors or uh, neurology doctors. Um, of course, there are other cases. I did have a DME with a GI doctor. It was very interesting. And then we also do um, neuropsych exams. So those are called NPEs, neuropsychological exam which are usually a full day, and uh, those, um, you know, are similar to the DMEs, but usually not as much uh, deferring to records. So um, those I, I do also um, when needed, but the DMEs are the most common. And, yeah, we'll see moving forward how the, you know, the cases go as far as timelines. But, yeah, I have some of these from, like, 2018 that, I have been either prepping or attending. Wow. So I just remind them, you know, not don't worry about, you know, remembering dates or doctor's names because it's not a memory test. So that's, you know, the doctor has access to the to the records. And also just um, on top of what you were saying about the case management, you know, I've been doing these DMEs and I it wasn't until I spoke with a nurse colleague who mentioned, you know, if you see a need during a DME for case management, let the attorney know. Because in my mind, I thought, oh, if the attorney, you know, needs a case manager, they would already have one. But this nurse, you know, really reminded me, like, they might not be aware of what we can offer. So I have done that with actually one of my clients, my work comp clients uh, with my business. I attended her DME. It was almost a year ago now. And I've been, uh, I let her know because I saw the need for a case manager since all her care was being delayed. There was issues with the adjuster not responding, still issues with the adjuster not responding and just tremendous amount of delay in care, which is really hard to see for a patient who's really wanting to get better. And so I let the attorney know, you know, what I can offer. And so I've been case managing and also attended another DME with her uh, a few months ago. So they, you know, have since asked me to attend other DMEs and 
I've been, you know, happy with the work that I've done because I've been able to help advocate for her and get, you know, what she needs, the care she needs. This is so amazing because this all fall, this is what nurses can do. And I wanted to point out because you have your own business. So you're doing some case management for a company and then you have your own business in which you're doing these defense medical exams. You're doing medical record review. You're doing some case management under your own company umbrella. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. So I, one thing that I say in these podcasts often or on my IG page is that you have to open your mouth and you have to talk to people. And you never know what you'll learn, what will come out of it, what happens next. And I wanted to, Laura, I wanted to tell everyone we met. What is this thing that we attend? It's a rehabilitation nurse network, right? Yes. That is where Laura and I met. And I went, I knew one person. It was Lindsay. Well, even before that, I knew another person kind of. You just show up and then you just meet people and then you talk and you're, you learn things and people are like, really, that's so dumb. It's really that simple. Actually. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Actually at that last event, when I met you, I also met another um, individual who works for a doctor's office and I started talking to her and funny enough, her daughter is a nurse who works as a nurse coach. And I recently, um, I tried to ask her as much information as I could because that's what I'm pursuing next in my you know, path of nursing. And I recently was contacted by the daughter because I wanted to find out more about what she was doing. <laughs> so the daughter has been in touch with me since then and just really been helpful in giving me information more about the nurse coaching and what she does and her niche. And Well, let's so. get into that. But before we get into that, if someone wanted to become a legal nurse consultant and do defense medical exams, what advice would you have for them? Yeah, so I would check out um, the American Association of Legal Nurse Consultants uh, website. has a lot of great information and resources. And if you possibly are able to shadow a nurse um, attending a defense medical exam to see if it might be um, something you're interested in, I know that can be kind of tricky. It might be a little easier now, um, you know, with the pandemic, they, a lot of offices were limiting, you know, number of visitors attending. And that's actually the intention that, um, the nurse who sent me this first referral, how I got my business started, she had me, we were scheduled to attend an exam and I was going to shadow her, but then one came up sooner and she couldn't attend and she asked if I could just go. And so she just trained me over the phone and I just went, but um, yeah, shadowing someone, um, you know, just like Erica said, talking to people and, you know, researching legal nurse consultants in your area. That's how I, you know, um, kind of made my decision on what program I was going to attend. And I'm still, you know, in contact every once in a while uh, via email with this nurse who I knew was in San Diego, and she has sent me a referral um, as well, and just kind of picking her brain. And I actually one time had a nurse reach out to me via my website and wanted to pick my brain, and she offered to pay me 
to talk to me on the phone for an hour and I thought that was interesting. I mean, it was, well, I think a lot of people, they get tired of people wanting to call them and pick quote unquote, pick their brain, you know? And so I think she probably knew that. And I mean, I don't know who this nurse is that you're talking about, but she probably knew that. And it's like, Hey, I want to pick your brain, but I'm willing to pay for your time. Will you please talk to me? <laughs> yeah. I, I would say also just don't be afraid to ask questions. There's no stupid question. We've all been, you know, there at one time, you know, before nursing school, um, you know, so we're always learning. And there's huh. one quote that I always think about, like, that really stuck with me when I heard it a long time ago. It was like, if you think about how much you know, you realize how much you don't know. Because there's so much information out there in the world. And, you know, if you don't ask questions, how are you going to know? And I try to do it in a way that, you know, not sounding, <laughs> I don't want to sound nosy, you know, or things like that. But, you know, in a way that's professional, just because I'm curious. Yeah, absolutely. It's get get curious. I can't that I've has had people tell me that I'm nosy before and I'm like, no, I'm just curious about people. <laughs> <laughs> well, in addition to what you said about going to the uh the that website, I'll have all of this in the show notes and I'll have a link to your company as well. Um I would say if you have a local get together, like our rehabilitation nurse network, they have quarterly meetings, go to those meetings, just Google it in your area. Yeah. And if there's conferences, go to the conferences. There's a case management society of America also that not so much geared toward legal nurse consultants, but there may be some that attend there. And there's also, I mean, they have a yearly, there's also online forums that you can join. Um, you do have to pay to join them, but there's a lot of information on, um, there's one called the LNC exchange. And then there's another one. It sounds kind of bizarre, but it's called the jerks. It sounds for jurisdictional education resource and knowledge or something like that. Um, okay. if you Google jerks, it's, it's all legal nurse consulting majority, 99% legal nurse consulting related. Okay. And then tell us, what is the name of your company? Where can we find you? My company is simply Nurse Alicio, a professional nursing corporation. You can find me uh, online or Instagram or LinkedIn. Um, well, I'm going to tag you everywhere. So, um, okay. but you mentioned, so you're doing this now, but you have other goals or additional goals. Tell us what you want to do next. Yes. So next, I uh, have been accepted to attend or um, participate in a nurse coaching uh, program through, it's called the Nurse Coach Collective. I'll be starting in January. Their program is seven months long. And I met a nurse at a conference a few months ago. It was a med legal conference. Her husband was there working as a videographer doing video interviews for attendees and I just started asking him questions and talking to him and like Erica said open your mouth and it turns out that his wife is a nurse who does nurse coaching and I wanted to learn more about that and then she actually came with their son to the conference later that afternoon and I started talking to her and I just was mind blown I was like this is what I wanted to do after I completed my yoga teacher training 
about four years ago, you know, I learned a lot about Ayurvedic medicine, but just also, you know, holistic wellness and alternative medicine. And also just personally, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's uh, autoimmune, uh, I think in 2017. And so going through that journey of um, making changes to my diet uh, was very challenging. And if a nurse coach was available, I would have loved to have worked with one just to have some support along the way because online support only really goes so far. And so I, you know, been picking her brain ever since (laughs) and I uh, applied and yeah, I had an interview, I think about a month ago and was accepted and I'm really excited to start the program. So once I complete that, I, you know, will be able to offer those services uh, in addition um, with my company and I have been realizing uh, lately, more and more ways that I can incorporate that into my business. I was just thinking I would initially do it, you know, alongside, offer both services. But then I actually, a conversation with that nurse who told me about the program, I realized I could incorporate the nurse coaching into the case management that I'm doing. So um, it's really about finding out what the client's health goals are long term and working with them. And it's it's a pretty wide range of topics and, and pretty broad, um, but there are a lot of niches in within it that um, that uh, I can work with um, clients, you know, on, towards reaching their goals. So, you know, it could be nutrition, it could be um, yoga, relaxation, meditation, um, weight loss, really, I mean, anything. It sounds like um, this nurse that I um recently have been in touch with who mom that I met at the RNCN event she does nurse coaching for nurses who are burnout mm. so like wellness and you know it's um uh, really exciting i'm looking forward to just learning more about it and just all the opportunities that bring with it and i'll be once i complete it there's a who knew there's a board certification to become a holistic wellness you can become a holistic wellness um, nurse or a nurse coach. There's board certifications for both. So if you take both, then, I mean, my goal will be to take both and become a holistic wellness nurse coach, board certified holistic wellness nurse coach. Well, we'll and have to back on once you get through your program. I'd love to. I think that I was wondering if you would do it, you know, would it be incorporated to nurse Alessio, you know, S Corp or would it be, you know, its own thing, but you're saying that you think you can combine them in this really cool way. I mean, I'm still, you know, I, I haven't made any firm decisions yet. The idea of having two websites is a little bit much. <laughs> I know that's, I think what you do, but no, ideally so I would have everything in one um, for me, just the sake, you know, ease of access and for everyone to know all the services that I offer on you know one website but you know i have time to to make that decision moving forward and um yeah i um in other words, well what you can do um mm-hmm. is have a link on your if you don't want to combine them or if you're like if you decide in the end you're like well i really think it would be best to have it separate you can always have a link on each website back to the other website just a that's thought. true that's True. Yeah, I think, I mean, I don't want to confuse people if they are interested in holistic wellness and they see legal nurse. Right. Back. 
<laughs> be very confusing. So, yeah, I mean, I'm in the, you know, early stages brainstorming and I've ordered a few books for the the course that were just recommended, not, you know, required. Um, and yeah, just really looking forward to, to the opportunities that will, you know, be available. Laura, yeah. this is so freaking cool because in this episode, we've only outlined a million options for nurses to do, <laughs> so, which, I mean, this is the whole point of the podcast is to illustrate what's possible with your nursing degree and all the millions of places it can take you and all the millions of places that it's taken you already, Laura. So I'm excited for what you're doing now and what you're going to do in the future, but I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Yeah, no, thank you. I mean, just um, for the nurses out there or the, you know, individuals thinking of nursing, there are endless opportunities. So it's um, definitely a career path that, you know, don't be afraid to navigate, you know, outside the hospital. Yeah. I feel like that, you know, my nursing program was kind of, you know, gearing us to go work in the hospital, but there's there's a lot outside the hospital if that's what you're interested in. And if you're in the ho- if you're interested in the hospital, great too. I mean, I had great experiences when I worked in the ER. That was, I mean, really instrumental in helping me um, in my nursing school program because I got to see what I was learning about. And I'm a very visual learner, so for me to be able to see what I was reading about in textbooks was extremely helpful. Absolutely. And even if you're like, hey, you know, I kind of like, I think one, I think most nursing schools are geared toward having nurses work in the hospital. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that per se. I mean, I guess people would probably argue with me, but I mean, I guess it's up to us to tell nurses, actually, you know, there is more than the hospital. And if you want to work in the hospital, keep doing it. You can do a little something on the side that isn't hospital related. Maybe you want to do something extra beyond just picking up overtime shifts well, don't, you know, stay in the hospital and do something else on the side. And here are some ideas. So yeah, start your own business on the side. Absolutely. All right. Well, Laura, thank you so much. And I, I'm going to have you on what it's six months next year, once you've completed this nurse coaching and you're going to tell us all about that too. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you for having me. I appreciate your time, Erica. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Black Sheep Nurse podcast. If you want more, head on over to blacksheepnurse.com for show notes and resources from today's episode. You can also join our email list and the website and have the link to weekly notes delivered directly to your inbox. And if you're looking for more everyday fun and community, join us on Instagram at blacksheepnurse.